We try to eat good food to make sure that we remain healthy. We try to drink good water. So why not air? Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Clean Air and our special mini-series on Campfield's new global network of Chief Ergonomic Officers. My name is Dusty Rhodes. Joining us today are two of the new ergonomics officers from within Campville in Asia, who are sharing how this role is developing in real life, along with some of the ups and downs that they have experienced so far. Firstly, we have Jayant Koshal, who is based in Singapore. Jayant is Vice President of Business Development for Campville Asia Pacific and also takes a lead in promoting global standard ISO 16890 and Eurovent in the region. And from Shanghai, we have Chan Sing, also known as Sam, who works as a product manager with Camfield China and also participates in the preparation of other national and group standards. Uh, guys, you are both welcome. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'll start with Jayant. Jayant, you are both very, very experienced in the business of clean air. So why have you volunteered specifically to be an ergonomics officer? Wow, uh, that's a very good question. So I personally, when I joined the company, I was impressed that the office, when I joined the company, in the office had the big air cleaner, uh, air purifying system. And I was told that company have, company has this system so that we can improve the indoor air quality. That impressed me a lot. And that basically made me feel that if I'm living in a, such a nice environment, in an office environment, I think I have a role to play to make it, to take it to the next level and make other people also understand the importance of it. And from that level, I brought in the air filtration or good air quality into my house, into my home. And I see the, I see the positive side of it. I think it's, it's a very good thing to do. And um, we're living in, a, in Asia, which is very much polluted and bringing indoor air quality to a slightly better level always improve the people's life, the happiness, the mood, and, and even the, the health levels. And Sam, the same question for you. Why did you personally want to be an ergonomics officer? Yeah, uh, I think as Giant just uh, mentioned that the pollutant level in Asia, also also something happened in China. Like in North China, there is some kind of haze uh, weather in the colder season. I think it's important for everyone in the country to know the goodness of uh, good air quality, especially the indoor air quality. But while it's while it going to goes to the ergonomic initiatives, that I think it's very um, exciting for me that uh, you know while we promote our products or our solution to the customer in past few years, that I think it's also necessary for our own employee to know the importance of the air quality. And you know, while the while the workers in the production line, while they practice, while they manufacture our product, they some um I, I, I think most of them they don't know where these products go to and what it help for the world to be a better place. But now with the air in uh, action implement implemented that they can see the air quality in the workshop, in the office, and also they can see the, our, product, our product installed in different areas to improve the air quality. 
uh, that will be really exciting, you know, if once you see it, you feel it. And uh, for me, personally, uh, I think uh, the most uh, exciting part to be involved in the ergonomic in initiatives is that while what the what uh, all the action or the result will be reflected by the air we will finally breathe in so that one will be a proof of what we have done i think that's the most exciting part so let me ask you then sam about your colleagues in work because you this is what i find fascinating about an ergonomics officer in Camphill specifically, you're a world leader. You would think that you already had the cleanest air possible in work. <laughs> and now you are an ergonomics officer within the building. Have, have you found that there is a lot of room to improve? Actually, we started the initiative in China uh, from summer this year. And we have four to five months data uh, gathered. And based uh, on the data analysis that we can say that most of the workplace, um, the air quality is very good. Uh, only except, you know, during the production side, there is some process, there might be have some dust or some uh, aerosol generated. In that kind of position that we were trying to enhance the air quality with certain equipment and the devices. And Jayant, in your own workplace, when you were doing measurements, did you find it to be high quality or is there room to improve there as well? Um, luckily, or fortunately, I would say in Singapore, we are maintaining very good air quality and we have been doing a regular uh, air quality audit on a yearly basis to make sure the staff in the offices, and this has been there historically for many, many years. And so I think it was, the, the trigger started when WHO revised their air quality guidelines in 2021, where they lower the limit, acceptable limit, limit for, uh, for example, PM 2.5 by 50% uh, on the basis of uh, annual mean score. That triggers that, are we maintaining to some degree closer to that level which is recommended by uh, WHO's air quality guideline? And that's how it started and we have taken to the level where we want to measure in every premises, every facility of Camfield, including the factory where, where our staff and workers are working uh, to make sure that, first of all, we measure and, and then we try to bring it to the level which is acceptable level by national standard or by WHO standard. That's how we started. We started measuring it in every, every premises. I can only imagine that if there is, you know, room for improvement at a Camfield workplace, if you go into any other workplace, that the possibility for improvement must be enormous. Both of you have spoken about measurement. Is there a simple way of measuring the air quality in a normal workplace? Uh, Jayant, on that. Yes. Uh, so we have, first of all, we have a number of, testing equipments and sensor by which we can actually do proof of concept at customer's uh, end. We have a small, uh, I would say, visual device uh, to show how uh, clean the environment is and with the help of, and what is the level of filtration they're using and by using better filtration, how we can improve it. So that's a, that's a visual check device where somebody can install it, run it for about a month or so, and they can visually see the color of the filter changes to from white to gray or dark gray and black. That's one very basic level to the high-tech level of instrument where you can track the dust. You can you can do the particle count 
and you actually can measure uh, how the, what is the dust or particle or pollutant level we have in, inside the building. Having said that, we also have developed a device which is known as Air Image, which can be installed plug and play. And you can install it in a facility where it actually measures the PM2.5 and PM10 on a continuously basis and send the signal through the GSM to the cloud. One can download or see the measure on the laptop or, or cell phone to see how the things are going up. So that's what we already developed. I think one of the keys of the ergonomics officer campaign with Camphill is that almost anybody within a company should be able to step up. And if they are interested, they don't have to have a science degree <laughs> or much of a background in it. These tools that you talk about, are these that simple? When you say plug and play, is it something that I, as, as a radio presenter, could plug in and then I can leave it for a week and then one week later I can tell just by the colour of the result, whether things are good or bad. Yeah, absolutely right. And that that's what I said. We have three levels of instrument. Uh, depending on customer base, we can leave it and you can know. Sam, let's talk about Asia and China in particular because uh, it's a very industrial co- country and, and there's so much going on in so many factories. What would you say is the standard of the condition of air in general in working facilities in China? Yeah, I think it depends on the, you know, industry is a very big word and it covers many different types of plant. You know, while for, honestly, for the most customer can feel that they are, they are prefer to have clean air in their, you know, in their workshop in the process. So that's quite common. But still, I guess, you know, there is some kind of traditional industry that uh, during their production, the air is not that good. Uh, regarding to the standard itself, that we have such kind as the indoor air quality standard, but uh, normally that's usually targeted at the you know the uh, the commercial and the the air quality in the office or in at home, so such kind of thing. But uh, regarding to the industrial air quality standard, there is specific for uh, industries where they need a high clean air. Um, but for the normal industry, uh, right now, we don't see that a standard. It's, it's just uh, follow the normal in- indoor air quality. Mm. Yeah. And I can guess that it's the kind of thing which up until a number of years ago, it just was not important for employers. Uh, when you're speaking to a business, why is air quality important for a business? Jayant, do you want to a- answer that? Do you? You're right. Uh, the the. I think the first thing is the awareness level of indoor air quality is not that great. But um, over a period of time, the things have become much, much polluted indoor and we have never realized the importance of it and how to do that. So first, I think the point is awareness and benefit of maintaining good air quality, good indoor air quality. The second thing I can think of is we don't know that air filters can filter all kind of pollutant including the particle and gases, which is also a very important thing for Asia. And all these improvements can be done in a sustainable way. Uh, There's a belief or feeling or gut feel that if you add something to improve air quality, then we have to spend a lot of money uh, and it may not be very easy or it can't be achieved. So I think it's more, everything starts with the awareness. If people know that it, it, all this can be improved and it has a positive effect on the businesses. For example, 
as you said m- uh, factory the factory machineries if there's a l- air quality which is better then the machineries will have less maintenance less uh, frequent breakdown kind of thing so those will affect those will, those will help companies to run their operations smoothly at the same time less sick leave for people who are working there so i think yeah, these three things are important for uh, for all the industry to understand and adopt it Okay, Jayant, so you say that air quality, uh, less maintenance on equipment, a more efficient operation of the building, less sick leave with uh, employees, lots and lots of benefits. When you go in and you're working with a business, what are the typical concerns that they express to you? My experience is that generally the, the air filtration is not in their key consideration in most of the businesses but companies who are a little bit aware of improving their indoor air quality and they have understanding of air filtration they surely get deeper into the discussion the the discussion always start with price and we take it to the level of indoor air quality related with the air filtration requirement and take it to the next level by doing all those things how sustainable you or your company will be uh, and over a period of time actually you will end up saving some money beside improving the efficiency in the in the facility so that's how it starts but many many uh, uh, if people feel that indoor air quality is important uh, from a productivity or, or from the health point of view then they will they prefer to have some uh, side kind of product like air purifiers installed uh, which is a short term thing unless you actually know how big uh, and how how much uh, or how many of them you need for your facility then it will not do the job properly so that's why uh, people like us come in and uh, try to educate the customer base and make them understand what is the best solution they can they can think of so that's a view from singapore sam in china in your experience when you are working with other businesses what are their typical concerns in china um you don't even know well when it goes to the air quality that uh, while we have get in touch with some customer or potential user that usually they have some urgent request for the air quality part you know like uh, you know the office they just do the decoration and they have concern about the smells comes out from the furniture from the painting and that 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 could be the top one concerns i can see for most users in china and while at the same time that uh, especially in the cold season that uh, the pm pm1 pm2.5 the high concentration will also make them ask that is there any way that we can remove this dust to keep the indoor air quality more clean uh, cleaner that, that's uh, i think it's the two main concern that we can see in in china a lot Jayant mentioned uh, who guidelines and you've mentioned uh, PM1 are there kind of standards and regulations that apply across the world or are they different in Singapore and different in China Okay right now while we see the official regulation like uh, the one Jenny just uh, mentioned about the WHO guideline and also the China local national standard uh, they will still focus on the PM 2.5 and the PM 10. They will have there is a concentration limit uh, in a daily or annually such, such kind of limit value. Uh, and for PM 1, right now we didn't see official official standard had limit on that in China. 
Uh, but uh, the thing is that from the from the air it's air quality itself that the smaller particle will you know will have more problem with it to to your health to your healthy that the pm1 can go deeper into your body body compared to the pm2.5 that's why we emphasize the performance um to remove pm1 to customer that's i i think the start point is that we care about the final air quality that will which will hurt people uh, mostly okay yeah uh, jayant yeah so i think every country in asia have their national standard uh, but the number varies uh, and i think uh, that i we can understand or i can understand because every country has different level of outdoor air pollutant and uh, that is why the number varies so for example thailand um, has the air quality guideline for pm 2.5 which is a national standard uh, they were mentioning the limit or average limit is 50 microgram per cubic meter but now recently they've announced that by june next year they will they lower it down to 37.5 microgram per cubic meter which is also very high compared to who recommended standard so every country has different levels and they're trying to achieve uh, or benchmark at a lower level over a period of time it takes time to improve the air quality and this is what they're mentioning about the outdoor air quality which we are taking a reference of same as indoor air quality as well sam can i come to you then about all of these regulations and these numbers and it's pm this and it's 2.5 that and it's one as who and uh, for a normal person who's just thinking i want to improve the air quality in my workplace is it possible for them to simply understand what these regulations and standards are are you able to help them to, to put all of this into into nice normal language instead of just numbers and regulations and three letter and acronyms uh you know in china usually while we talking about the air quality that we don't uh, to normal people that we will use different place to show the how good the air quality is like uh, in china there is a very famous island in south it's hainan island that i guess the annual the annual value of pm2.5 is less than 20 microns so it's uh, it's quite good in china so usually while we we talk to them about the uh, the performance we can see that you need to have such kind of device installed and to improve your air quality right now it's like living in the you know in the desert or in in the north china in but with this device you can move to the south warm island with very good air quality yeah and what uh, tricks do you use up your sleeve jayon to explain these things simply to people i think uh, uh, because of the uh, sometime we have a higher levels of air pollutant and uh, which makes people understand or try to learn what what is a measure so countries like india singapore and china they all been talking about pm 2.5 and pm 10 levels and they have a index they measure on a regular basis and they publish a report on their uh, environmental agencies uh, website so people know about 2.5 and 10 and they know what is high and what is low so taking the same reference we can say that look this is what you need to achieve but it is only possible unless you ask questions or you measure and uh, i would recommend that people should ask questions to the superiors or to the building management facility management uh, kind of organizations to make sure that 
they are maintaining certain level of indoor air quality i think common people common man is very difficult for them to go beside asking questions they can go and fix anything it is not their job they want to maintain or have very good indoor air quality which they feel is acceptable by norms and they are happy with it actually that's great because somebody who's listening to the podcast now before they even think about becoming an ergonomics officer or finding out more the first thing they should just ask questions at work <laughs> and see with the building manager or with their manager are we doing anything <laughs> and then they could help by actually taking it upon themselves just to find out a little bit more and to increase awareness just within the business because then when people know then they can do things about it if somebody is listening and they say okay i'll ask some questions at work and then they want to go and get more information where would you say is a good place to start to get more information uh, i can say that there are number of websites you can provide this information uh, they can visit our chief economic officers uh, website Uh, or they can approach our staff wherever we have offices campus they can write to us and we can we can guide them um, but but there are number of ways they can get information if they are interested into and if somebody decides that they are they're not a campus customer they've just found us on the internet and think this is interesting if they call you are they going to get a bill for advice or are you happy to get them started the uh, yeah that's a good point and i think you're absolutely right Uh, we are creating awareness and that is one of the task for us which we have taken ourselves is a, a, as being ergonomic officers is to um, make them understand keep make them aware of what is good and what is a good level of indoor air quality we should maintain and how do we do that so there is no bill for that <laughs> okay cool 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 well, they can just start the ball rolling and uh, if they want to go any further um sam If somebody wants to start this um and they want to then go a step further and find out what is the air quality in their business like how do you start evaluating your indoor air quality Yeah I would like to say that uh, there could be two steps that uh, to make uh, people as as uh, you just discussed about uh, the, you know to make people easier to understand uh, the air quality I think that the first step is that they build the concept about uh, the good and the bad air quality i think there is the easy way it could be done the could be done in china yeah you know you while you open the weather app there is air quality index on the on the interface of the app you can even see there is a small small guy a baby cry or a baby smile that to show the how good the air quality quality is that with the basic sense build then it will be very important the next step that we must start to monitoring the air quality in the office that could be the uh, i i would say that will be the official step one that for us to start the air quality improvement plan here's a hard question to ask both of you um but and again it's about money um is improving indoor air quality expensive yeah that's a good question uh and it's not very easy to answer when you say expensive because expensive is a relative term for somebody even 1 dollar is expensive and some for some people even 1000 is not expensive but but let me put it in a different context uh, we try to eat good food to make sure that we remain healthy we try to drink good water when we make sure that nothing going to affect us 
So why not air? If somebody has to put air into consideration set, it has a long-term effect. There are a number of studies which has been published, and I don't know whether they get light of the day for people to understand. There, is a, there are a number of studies. One of them says that the air pollution can make you... Uh, make your intelligence a question mark. I mean, for example, there's a huge reduction in intelligence, the air quality effect, which we see. I want to be intelligent. I want to be active. So it is affecting my health. It is affecting myself. So what do we do that? I mean, one study on a lighter note, a baldness linked to particulate pollution level uh, is published sometime back. So I don't want to be bald in a short period of time, maybe at, at a higher age for sure. <laughs> so uh, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a cost which we are not seeing which, seeing, which is affecting our health. And our health is most important thing. Our health, our family's health, our people's health, people's life. So uh, I would put it this way that there is a way. If some company says that if I improve my air filtration, which will cost money, then I can answer the question saying that, we have our own proprietary tool which says um, uh, life cycle cost analysis or we call it total cost of ownership. So what we do, we actually compare their filtration with the improved filtration of Canfield solutions and try to do a comparison and say, if you use this one, you still save money. At the same time, you're being more sustainable. And so you're saving money, you're being sustainable. At the same time, you improve indoor air quality. It's a win-win situation. And that's what we want to recommend and propose and promote to our all our listeners and customers so that they can look into it. It is not that by improving the air quality or air filtration requirement, you end up increasing cost. You end up saving a lot for a whole life. This all sounds amazing. If I'm listening, Jayant, to you and I think, okay, I want to become an air economics officer or I want to find out more is it a difficult process to become an ergonomics officer? It takes a little bit of time, but I don't think it's difficult. It's, it, it starts with, I want to do it, a wish. And if you want to do it, it's not very difficult. And Campfield team globally is available to support you, make you understand, and that's it, and help you to understand. So I think it becomes much more easier because there is somebody who can train you free of cost, I would say. And Sam, if somebody in China wants to become an ergonomics officer, how do they do that? Actually, right now that uh, while we implement the ergonomic initiative internally in Canfield, that uh, we, we we have some uh, there is some you know kind of like the associ- professional associations that shows interest into to this initi- initiative, uh-huh. and uh, they would like to promote uh, internally between the association members that uh, mm-hmm. I, for, 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 for these people or for these uh, organizations who are interested to be the air climate, to be involved in their climate initiatives, that uh, the first step is that uh, they can just, uh, you know, they can just uh, contact uh, me or other people in, Ca- in Camper China that uh, we can give them some mm-hmm. um, training about uh, how to know about the air quality and some basic uh, methods to improve the air, air quality. It's kind of like uh, um, not a very complicated training program that we can offer them to make them to be a, I think the, another very important point is to make them a qualified uh, air quality officers that who can really handle the air quality in their organization. 
Well, if you are listening to this and you'd like to find out more about it, uh, the first thing you can do right now, this second, is to go online to the special Canfield website, chiefergonomicsofficer.com, where you can learn more and you can join the initiative from there as well. Uh, there's also a LinkedIn group, uh, which you're welcome to join. Also, links to those, along with contact information for Jayant and for Sam as well, if you want to talk to either of them, all in the description area of this podcast on your podcast player right now. But for now, uh, Jayant and Sam, thank you very much for your time and thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do join us next time as we keep you up to date with the latest issue on our Let's Talk Clean Air podcast. To get it automatically, just click the follow button on your player right now. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, thank you for listening. <laughs>